In Training with Watson Cook. As Christians, we're all in training to grow in our walk with Jesus. No matter if you have been saved for 90 years or if you're like me, new in your relationship with Jesus. God's Word is so powerful. We should have a hunger each day to dive in and train ourselves to live out His plan for us. So join me as I've been called to share my story and what I've learned through my short time in training. Welcome in to another episode of In Training. When you were little, when you were growing up, do you remember getting in trouble for something? In trouble by your parents, your grandparents, whoever it was that was disciplining you and thinking, man, that's rough. They must hate me. Did you ever have any of those times growing up thinking, if they love me like they say they do, how can they be punishing me like that? That's not love. That's torture. But then you grow up. You get older and mature into adults. You start experiencing life in the working world. Maybe you get married. Maybe you have kids. Then you really start to understand the discipline from your childhood. But the point is, you grow up, you mature, and you realize that punishment, that discipline, was not hate at all. It was love. And it was done to do what? To teach. It was done to teach. And we didn't know what it was called as kids, nor did we know we had it. But what got us through those times? Endurance. As Christians, who is our teacher? It's Jesus. And he's got a pretty good textbook out there, too. It's called the Bible, the Word of God. But as Jesus lived his earthly life to teach, he had to have what? Endurance. Today we're going to look at the first part of Hebrews chapter 12. We'll look at verses 1 through 11, which speaks to living with the Lord's discipline and maintaining endurance throughout our time on earth. As the children of a father that loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us, do we ever stop to think of his discipline as love, as teaching? Or do we think, I can't believe a loving God would put me through this? But what about what he was put through? Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. There's a lot to unpack from just these three verses. Verse 1, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Some may think this is referring to Maybe those who have passed on before us, watching us from heaven. But this is actually referring to what the Bible calls heroes of faith from the Old Testament. Those who modeled endurance in the faith. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Moses, Abraham. The list goes on. And still in verse 1, lay aside every weight. Let us run with endurance the race that is before us. First of all, 
What race is before us? It's the race of faith. We're all going through this earthly life, running through it, if you will. And we either have faith in Jesus Christ or we don't. We're either content with just having faith in the fact that we're saved. You know, those that say, well, well, I'm saved, I'm good, I, I don't have to do anything else. We're either content with just having that faith or we want to grow our faith. Growing in faith allows for endurance. Endurance to get through this earthly life. And, and what's our finish line as Christians? The kingdom of God. That's where we want to finish. Now, if you're running, literally running, and you have weights either in your hands or maybe you've got on a weighted vest, it does what to you? It slows you down. You can't run as fast or as effectively as you would without those weights. So what this verse is referring to is sin. Sin weighs us down. Sin slows us down. And unfortunately, in some of us, sin completely prevents us from reaching that finish line. But if we are slowed down by sin, if it has us completely weighed down, how do we lay it aside? How do we break free from it? Verse 2 tells us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Jesus tells us we can give our weights, give our burdens to him, right? Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But we've got to have faith. We've got to grow in that faith, and he will work in us so that his people will be perfected on the day of judgment. Then verse 3, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Consider him, consider giving your life to the one who took on flesh and came to earth, lived a life in hostility, but lived it with what? Endurance. Who did he do that for? Us. You. Me. So that we can have a path through life, if we choose it, that allows us through our faith, through our endurance, to not grow weary, to not be discouraged. We all go through life facing adversity, facing hostility in some form or fashion, but we have an example. We have a teacher that has already lived it to guide us to the finish line. That's powerful stuff. And we get all that from just three short verses. Three short verses from one chapter of one of 66 books in the Bible. Have you ever thought, what all does God have to say? What all can I learn if I dive in and train myself on His Word and what He is telling us? Just a thought. Continuing on with verse 5, as we get into the earthly trials we face, the fatherly discipline of God and how that calls for endurance and how we are to not, quote, reject God's discipline because, as I said in the open earlier, when talking about the discipline we receive as kids, it's done to do what? To teach. Verse 5, Hebrews 12, verse 5. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. Verse 6. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. We're told here that 
we're not to take discipline lightly. We're to learn from it. And we're not to get our feelings hurt when he reproves or disciplines us. Again, like we mentioned earlier in the open, it's done out of love. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And we're told again in Revelation 3 verse 19, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Jesus is telling us out of his love for us, he disciplines us. Therefore, we should be eager to repent for our sins and accept his discipline, his teaching, his grace. Verses 7 and 8. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. And God says in 2 Samuel 7.14, When he, talking about a son, when he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men. Then in 1 Peter 5, 9 and 10, resist him, talking about Satan, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So what is all this saying? We're not sons of God, children of God, until we believe, until we give our lives to him. Only then will we receive this discipline. And during those times we're getting that discipline, don't give in to Satan. Satan wants us to give up. Don't give in to Satan, but stay strong in your faith. And after we've gone through the suffering of that discipline, and how do we get through it? Endurance. But after we've gone through that suffering, God will restore us, strengthen us. So we should want the discipline of God so that we may have true life and overcome the sinful desires of the world. Which takes me to... Have you ever thought, because I know I have, those who are believers who have been adopted into the family of God, why do they get the discipline, the punishment, or the suffering? And it seems like those who you know are living outside of the will of God and, and, and they choose to do so, they seem to get by just fine in life without that suffering, without that discipline. It, it, it seems backwards, right? What we just went over in verses 5 through 8 and the corresponding verses in 2 Samuel and 1 Peter, they all answer that. God disciplines, teaches, trains those he loves. And like we talked about in last week's episode, in chapter 2 of Habakkuk, God will punish all the wicked at the right time. Back to Hebrews, we'll finish with Verses 9 through 11, chapter 12, verse 9. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? And what I said a moment ago, we should want the discipline so we can have true life. Then verse 10. 
for they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. They, referring to our earthly father or or parents, for they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he, God, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. Verse 11, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. If we endure and allow ourselves to be trained by the discipline, we will yield that peaceful fruit. 1 Peter, 1 Peter 1, 6, uh, 6 through 7, Though now for a little while, which is our time on earth, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're put through trials. We're put through tests. And it's testing our faith, the genuineness of our faith. One more thought before we finish up this episode. Some may be, as I once was, confused regarding forgiveness of sin and the Lord's discipline because Jesus forgives, right? But he also disciplines? Yes. When we repent and turn from our wicked ways and put our faith in him, he forgives. But there are consequences to our actions, to our sins. And that's what we have to accept. That's what we have to endure, living with that discipline. Romans 6, Romans chapter 6, verses 20 through 23. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. 21. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. We talked about the finish line earlier, the end. That's what we're shooting for, eternal life. Then 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I told you at the beginning of today's show we were going to look at Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 11. And I don't know if you noticed, but I skipped verse 4 as we were going through. And I did that intentionally because I want to finish with it now. There's scripture all throughout the Bible that can knock you down and really put things in perspective. And Hebrews 12, 4 may just be at the top of that list. When talking about endurance, we said that Jesus lived in hostility. And we too live in hostility to a degree. Verse 4, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Jesus Christ endured on this earth for us to teach us, 
knowing the outcome, that he would die in order to wash away our sins, that he would shed his blood for those he loves. As we are tasked with enduring, enduring the discipline, enduring the race of faith, we're not faced with shedding our blood. Our main fight or our main test is our own sinful nature. But again, we're not facing the shedding of our blood. Jesus was, and he endured. What's our excuse? Dear Lord, thank you for being a loving father, a father that loves enough to discipline his children, to teach his children, and to provide a path to the finish line, Lord, which is eternity in your kingdom. Lord, for those listening and even those who may never hear this, I pray for endurance. Endurance to stay the course, to finish the race, and to hear from you, job well done. And I ask these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. I pray you are able to take something from today's show and use it to strengthen your journey. Wherever you may be in your walk, know there is always room to grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm Watson Cook. Thank you for listening. And remember, we are all in training.